Yo, 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 what's up, Kia? Hey, what's going on? Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I am good. I'm great. Mm. Glad it's, to Friday hear. it's Friday it, Eve. It's Friday Eve. It's Friday Eve. Yeah, I mean, I um I've been using this to do what? <clears throat> all these podcasts and it cleared out all my information. Oh, really? Yeah. So I said, oh, yeah, this going to be a fire episode. <laughs> Little Grimmer getting into the, 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 the same equipment I've been using. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. How your day been going? You know what? It was rough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'll be real with you. It was rough. Rough earlier. Yo, yo, K-Bug. Um, yo. Earlier, but um, it's good now, so. Okay. So, what's up, my brother? Chilling. What's good? What's going on? How y'all both doing? Good. Oh, man. It, it was rough uh, for a start, but we, hey, we here. We here now. We here now. Man, listen, the challenges come, bro. Try to try to push you, try to knock you down, try to make you think that things ain't going to work out for you. But guess what? Mm-hmm. They still do. They still do. do. For real. Oh my goodness. But it's good to see here you both. Glad you both were well. I hope your day was doing was good and everybody enjoyed their day for the oh, latter part of it. That's yeah. good. For the most part. I've been I've been silly. I've been I've been down on energy. I just had a double shot of espresso. So I'm coming up. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel a I feel a I feel a freestyle coming on. Uh-oh, I don't know. Come on. I don't, come I don't on. know. Oh, you know what? Hey, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Y'all don't mind? Uh-oh, no. uh, what happened? I'm, I'm here. The, the, universe, the universe playing with us. Yeah, the universe <laughs> playing with us. It's like somebody trying to join. But yo, yo, but hey, listen up, people that listen up well, because me and K Boogie got a story to tell. About a little boy, hmm, let's say Pondexter. He saw Kia and he wanted to sex her. He said, yo. She said, what up? They went to the house and they started to, well, you know what I'm saying? That's not the problem. She had no pills and he had no condoms. Three days later, the boy started illing. Went to the dot, sorry, Kia, to get some penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I was that's right. that, that's that that. extra shot of espresso. Yeah, sorry, kid. Hey, hey, it was a different kid, not this one, not this one, not this right. one, not, not our sister. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. All right, I, was, I was feeling it. I couldn't yeah. have a rhyme, but hey, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Man. It's all good. I'm I'm just ready. I'm ready for this, man. This is I know this is gonna be a great episode. It's gonna help people, man, and you know, mental health awareness month. So yeah. What, what? Mental, mental health, mental illness? Is that real? Is that a yes. thing? Yes. Mm. Yes. You don't real. say. Did you know it was real, Kia? Oh, I think we lost her. That was who we lost. <laughs> yep, we lost some old dub. So, <laughs> oh man, I hope my I hope my freestyle didn't run her off. Yo, oh, no. like no, I don't. Man, Eddie Murphy said them just jokes. Nah, I know that didn't run off. Not 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 here. <laughs> it, it's it's the it's the network. <laughs> it's that five G. Hey, right. dear, dear 5G, I'm <sighs> developing. Get oh your stuff goodness. in order before Yo. you make us order. Because <laughs> if you don't do it, we're going to make you give through it. We're going to oh get goodness. you into court and we're going to go through it. I'm tired of getting no bars and I'm through with it. And that was my, <laughs> that was my little... Oh, this damn ball! Mad at five G's. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I told you it was the network. I told I thought, you it was the network. Yeah. No, I thought, actually, I was able to hear. It was just an echo, and you guys couldn't hear me. 
Oh, I thought oh, I, okay. <laughs> I was on there. I was I talking I and y'all it. couldn't hear me. I'm so sorry. Oh, you had a podcast. I thought I ran you off my poor. My- <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking and I was like, okay, they can't hear me. But I can right. hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Gremlins. Oh, it's them gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> they press and stuff. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> That's what so <laughs> But to answer your question, yes, mental health is very real. It's very, uh, very yes, real. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, and we need to. Well. Yeah, and um, and you know, we talked about it on a previous episode, and I know we don't like to let the cat out of the bag, but I think we all know what today we're going to cover. But you know, hey, chopping it up, my brother and sister. Um, you know, this is a um, this is a bittersweet moment for the OK podcast because. This will be our very last episode of season two of season two. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. We'll be closing the doors on season two. Um, but we are closing the door with an impactful, very important episode. So um, I think um, um, you good. You good, bro. You good, sis. Oh, yes. yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I'm all right. Ready. All right, so all right, let's go ahead and jump into it. Since all three of us are on the mic, I think we know what time it is. It is time, time for the last episode. Last of the Mohicans. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get that in there, giving the people what they want real, raw unscripted yes the okay podcast going into the streets getting the information talking to the people hearing the people not just listening but listening with intent just having real conversations having the heartwarming heartfelt those impactful conversations that just aren't regular but extraordinary as three dope in- individuals come together as one on the airways coming to you weekly. So, why don't you say, Let's get into that conversation? You ready to get into it? Oh, yes, let's go. Oh, All yes. right, let's go. Let's come on. All right, so a few episodes back, we got into part one of mental health and mental health awareness. So and we said that we were going to come back around and hit you with that boomerang. Come back with part two, a part two for y'all that don't understand French. But um, <laughs> so um, we thought it fitting. Um, our sis Kia made sure that we came back to it. She kept K Bug and myself on our toes. Say, hey, let's mm-hmm. close it out with the mental health. So thought that we would come back to it. So yeah. So um yeah, let's go back and let's go back to it and let's sit down on the porch and let's get some conversation going. So all right, all right sis, you want to start us off? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, May is mental health awareness month. So definitely yeah, want to go ahead and pick back up, do a part two. Um I just I guess because as I've gotten older I'm like really, really compassionate and very sensitive when it comes to anyone dealing with any type of depression or any kind of mental illness. So that's why I like to talk about it a lot, because I just feel like the more you talk about it, I think eventually people will start to become more comfortable and um, with just seeking help or just talking about it, period, because there's no sign like people can smile all day. They can be happy all day, joke all day, but can be broken or in a lot of pain, you know, inside. So, and I think sometimes people be trying to look for signs, but there's really no signs. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm real big on us. We really have to do better when it comes to genuinely checking up on people and, and just, you know, just checking on people, just seeing how they're doing, just having regular natural conversation and, and act and and not to be nosy, but just really just, just check in. So how's everything going? Because especially since a lot of us are working from home now, you know, since the pandemic and, you know, death has been hitting pretty much everybody, you know, just about everybody that, you know, if you haven't dealt 
dealt with it personally, I know you know someone that's really going through it. So I think grieving has brought on a lot of depression or has brought on a lot of issues when it comes to mental illness. So I just feel like whenever we can, we need to talk about it. We need to just talk about it and just have these open conversations because as a society, I think we kind of still make it as taboo. Some people don't even really take it seriously. They like, well, that's not really an illness. They just, you know, some you can pray about it, this and that, but just like how you go to the doctor to get a checkup or get a physical or you go to the dentist and get a cleaning, sometimes you got to go see a therapist just to check in just get your mind right, you know? That's right. That's <laughs> right. Just, you know, because yeah. I, I started therapy maybe 12 years ago and I still, I still go to this day. You know, that's I do my check-ins. You know, it's, it's all virtual now, but I still do it. Um, because I think we all need that. We we all need it. It doesn't mean that you're crazy or you need to be on medication or anything like that. It's just, just to have a place to go to where you can talk and nobody is judging you. Yeah. Just to just to express. Because we all know when you buckle everything in, that's when you explode and then that's when they'd be like, Well, I didn't even know they was really going through all that. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Better say that again. Say that again. So, it's just really just just talking about how people feel, how you feeling, and how you doing, and just you know just getting people just to talk about it. I think to me that's that's what's gonna get a lot of us comfortable to have those uncomfortable conversations, and we become comfortable with talking about it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Go ahead, old dog. Um, I'm just gonna be as transparent as possible. I um never thought I was having a problem until. I realized I was having a problem with anger and um, it did build up. And what did, um, I don't know if it was um, Nutty Professor one or two when Mama Clump said, you get all that man, all that build up for 35 years, whoo, pop goes the weasel. And that's what happened. And, and I'm, you know, it blew up. And when it blew up, it blew up because, uh-huh. and I'm thankful that I'm not in prison. I'm thankful that no one was seriously hurt. But, you know, my anger exploded into a rage that was almost uncontrollable. And it happened in a place where my parents couldn't get to me quickly and people that did not have my best interest were nowhere to be found. So um, luckily, well, it was nothing but God <laughs> because like I said, if it, I, I could have been, I, I could be locked up. I could, I, mm-hmm. I, I probably could have killed someone with my bare hands that evening, but um, you let, things get to you and stuff to build up over you. And it's not something that's happened just within a couple of minutes or over a couple of days. People can be walking time bombs yeah. and ticking yeah. and and there could be not just one thing or it could be a group of things. And in my case, it was a group of things that accumulated into just a, I mean, it's like a a roadmap to destruction. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through my therapy sessions, a lot of things, and, you know, I apologize. I'm not going to name specifics, but a lot of my anger came to a lot of stuff that was going on in my home. Now I grew up in a loving home, both mother and father, but they had their issues. They were young parents. Mm -hmm. They grew up without a roadmap or an instruction book like a lot of young parents do. And they made a lot of mistakes, but they were very loving towards me. But towards each other, they had their issues. And that's where I'm going to leave it like that. But I blew up one night and it was like the devil went down to Georgia. I blew up and people saw me differently. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend at the time saw me different. It's like I was a monster and I never could go back to that moment. And I was embarrassed. Um, 
the gentleman who I almost took his life. Um, he just he he declined to press charges. Another black man, another black man, but he knew not to mess with me anymore. But it got real, and I was so afraid from that moment that I could possibly take a life. And I know we joke a lot and say, I I never I never could imagine you that way, Ozzy. I never could imagine you being that type of person. Um, I keep it real with you. I'm I've never been, I used to didn't smile a whole lot. I never joked in these little kiki halala and a lot of stuff. I didn't do all that. I reversed my trajectory in life because of the things and how it used to be just to make it a happier place for me, just to make it a better place for me to operate. Right. right. So, That's good. Wow. That's so good. wow. So now, so it sounds like anger was your issue. Yes. So, because I always believe like if it's in you, it's in you. So yeah. um, how do you like, like when you recognize your triggers and things like that, so that way you don't go off the edge, like, like <laughs> when you're triggered, like you know what I'm saying. So, like for me, I had to recognize my triggers. So I'm sure you recognize your triggers. You yes, know I do. So how do you yes, cope? What what coping mechanisms do you use? All right, today, well, after after 2016, when my granddaughter was born, mm-hmm. I started thinking about her. When I get angry now, because I used to have oh road rage used to get me. Oh yeah, now that road rage <laughs> <laughs> driving back and oh. forth. Man, I used to almost <laughs> jump out of cars. But now it's like whenever I get angry, I start playing baby shark in my head. Don't laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works, man. Hey, man. I tell you, baby shark and just start thinking about kids, kids program and just start thinking about, you know, what do you want your granddaughter or um, Mm -hmm. little kids to remember you by? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we all and not in a. I tell you, I, I've been a licensed gun carrier since I turned handgun um, since I've turned 21 and I've never used it in a fit of okay. anger. And I've okay. been angry. I've been angry. I'd be ass. And I've been well armed and be that. I, and I think K Boogie and I had we had an episode talking mm-hmm. about, you know, you know, using your fist. I beat right. I beat a dude and I had a pistol on my hip. I don't need a gun to beat your ass if I'm <laughs> right. angry. If I'm right. angry with you, I, I still gonna use my hand. I'll use a gun at last resort, but I know how to control my anger and not take it to that next level. I will use a firearm if it comes to defending my life and the life of those who I love. Right. But um, I try to talk myself down. I use the stop challenge focus method a lot um, to avoid the road rage dilemma because, man, I... To, you know how, y'all both know how Atlanta traffic is. Mm-hmm. And you know how some foolishness. Now, I'm, I'm going to, I don't want to keep the mic too long, but I will tell you that one time I had road rage on 285. <sighs> I picked up my frat brother from the airport. And we he told me he needed to go somewhere, but he had a girlfriend that lived off 400, but he had me go all the way around to oh, Stone okay. Mountain and he needed me to drop him off off of exit 5 or 400. Mm-hmm. So alright, so went to Stone Mountain, <laughs> I was coming back around 285 and um, getting ready to get on to 400 northbound. Dude would not let me over. Oh, now it's like trying to merge over. I'm trying to merge over. I'm trying to merge over. And he's not he is speeding up, not letting me get over. So I finally speed up, boom, and I get in front. I get on to 400 and barely able to get on 400. He gets over to the left lane. He flips me a bird and calls me the N word. Mm. I lose it. I black out. <laughs> I, I tell my frat brother to grab my notepad out of my bag. And a Sharpie. I put on the brakes. I get behind him. I say, Dave, this is my frat brother. Dave, write down the tag. So he writes down the tag. So I speed up. I get on his passenger side. 
and I hold up the notepad with his tag number. And I said, I'm going to follow your ass. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I chased him. I ch- Now, you know how far 400 go all the way up yeah. to the outlet. Yeah. Yeah. I chased him all the way up 400. Oh, yeah, you were angry. <laughs> you were angry. angry. I, I chased him past 13. And then I realized something. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So, I'm good. So you recognized it. I had to get off. I had stuff. to get, I caught myself because I was getting ready to beat his ass. Excuse my right. language. But, all right. So there, I, that was the <laughs> yeah, last I time. We've all been a, there at one point. But yeah, I'm glad you recognized it because 400 is long. So if you was driving that long and you was mm-hmm. still. <laughs> and, and I had a full, I had a full tank of gas too. So, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and, uh, and uh, you know the exits get longer as you get further down. Yes, sir. Four hundred. So, mm-hmm. and, my, and my boy Dave from South Philly too. He was he was ready. He was ready. He was like, nah, nah, get him. I was like, yeah. Oh, so you had so you had the friend that wasn't the voice of reason. Yeah. Oh, I'm that friend. I'm that yeah. friend that's always the voice of reason. I'm, <laughs> I'm that friend. <laughs> Goodness. Well, I'm glad you recognized it because I know like when I when I have my triggers, I think for me, music is always my go-to. Yeah. Sometimes I can put on gospel. Sometimes I can listen to my trap, R&B. It just really depends. But music is always my go-to. And then if I can't get to the music, like especially if I'm working and I get triggered, breathing, my breathing exercises work. A lot, and then I journal. I journal a lot too. But breathing, really, really, some breathing exercises, it really does help. Okay. Yeah, it really does. But music is always my number one go-to, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll change, it'll change me up real quick. You know what? <laughs> what you what you what you saying there, kid? Music is powerful. It I'm really telling right is. now. It I'm telling you right now that. Hey, I'm, and I know I want to hear UK book, but that Curtis Mayfield. That gets my mind right. And see, mine is mm. Love Theory um, by Kirk Franklin. Oh, that's what's Love up. Theory. That's one of my favorites. That I could be in a bad mood. I put that song on. Man, I think I'm jamming. I'm part of the choir. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, Love beautiful. Beautiful. That, beautiful. That's what's up. Yeah, this is, um, well, this is a touchy. Well, this is interesting and touchy because I didn't know I was struggling with mental health until talking to a good friend of mine. I was talking to a good friend of mine and we were just having conversation and they were sharing about their struggles with mental health and their struggles with situations that was going on. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I was just going through with this problems, but it's like something just clicked like a light switch. And I said, whoa, a lot of that sounds familiar. A lot Mm -hmm. of that sounds, it's like, it's like, I, I can I see exactly what they were talking about. And I'm like, yo, I'm experiencing the same thing and experiencing the same moods, experiencing the same feelings. And I said, yo, I'm depressed. And I didn't realize that I was depressed because I was operating and I forgot what the term is. There's a way where you can be depressed, but you're still operating in a way of like you're not depressed. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you're putting this false false Mm -hmm. um this false um image out there and you know just like how uh, sis said earlier about you're sitting around you're smiling laughing kiki and everything but inside you're dead inside you're not feeling Mm -hmm. good you're hurting and that's what i was dealing with i was dealing with hurt i was dealing with inadequacy i was dealing with the fact that i felt i wasn't feeling (coughs) accomplished in my life you know what i'm saying so it was one of those things that i was dealing with internal but then also what was going on in my life what was going on at that moment in those moments that was going on and it was something that i was like wow and then it helped me to go back and diagnose things back in the day and again i see my therapist every month i meet mm-hmm. with her every month i That's stay good, consistent with it just like, like my just like my uh, just like going to the chiropractor those mm-hmm. are two things i there's it, it, you i listen i almost called i almost like left between my i'm i'm in my little um nesting period for work but i was about to leave early for that 
from there to go to my chiropractor appointment because I mm-hmm. felt that's important. It's important. Mm-hmm. And I feel self-care is important and I'm really getting that now. But I realized by being or going to therapy, but then also realizing that from that conversation that I dealt with anger. I had pent up, pent up rage. Back then, I always, when I was young, I always had to prove myself because I mm-hmm. felt that, oh, come on, man. Yo, you, you ain't going to tell me yeah. Uh, you ain't going to tell me I can't do something or you ain't going to tell me that I'm not this or I'm not that because I, it was that inadequacy I was dealing with. It was the anger because my father wasn't in the home and I wanted my father to be in the home. That's what I was dealing with. So I was dealing with the fact that when I would go outside, people would call me fat. People would call me, oh, you got a big head. I was always name called, always bullied, mm-hmm. always pushed around and always this. So all that anger pent up inside of me. And then I was like this. Ah, and I started to scream and I started to try to, I was acting out to prove myself, but acting out in the wrong way, making the wrong choices, trying to do the wrong things to prove myself when all I had to do was just accept me and be me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's rough, man. It's rough. But, but coming to the determination, coming to the realization and then having another uh, real good sister friend of mine, she broke everything down and I was like, oh my goodness, this thing is, this is it's real, but now I identify with it and now I don't shy away from it. And I, and I encourage people to, yo, speak about it, man. Don't be afraid about it. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. There are some people that want to play the game on it. I oh, yeah. Call, oh I'm yeah. Not gonna, I'm not going to call his name out. Because he's getting enough, he's getting his name ran through the dirt enough from the NBA. However, there are people who will use it as a crutch. And that I can't stand. I'm like, yo, there are people out here who are struggling, who are dealing with things. And it's like, yo, don't just immediately go to that. Oh, well, I'm just dealing with mental health. This is what the issue is. Nah, yo, don't do that. Because there are people who are really dealing with it. Uh-huh. And, and so, and I'm like, yo, and I'm real sensitive to that subject now because not only because I dealt with it, because I know people who have been close to me who deal with it, who struggle with it. I mean, just like how you two share, y'all are very dear to me. Uh-huh. So, of course, I care about you both and I care about your well-being both. So, yeah, y'all deal with it. So, if I hear somebody that's playing the game acting like they're, they're dealing with mental health, but on the low, they're really not then I have a problem with that. You know but you know what? Those mm-hmm. type of people still do. I think what the difference is mm-hmm. that we can acknowledge it and mm-hmm. we don't use it as a crutch. Right. So it's like, I know what triggers me. I know what my issues are, but I'm not going to use this as a crutch. So we've acknowledged right. it. We've already seek help. Those type of people, those other people, they still have issues. They just use mm-hmm. it as a crutch. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. They just use it as a crutch and they really That's haven't good. fully addressed it and they haven't really you know took responsibility to try to seek help so they just use that as like well you know i just just like for example um you know when you see people with a handicap tag or whatever and <laughs> they're not handicapped anymore but they still like they like that because they like to benefit behind it. You know oh I mean? boy listen right. <laughs> so they want the benefits behind it so i think some of those people that they have a condition but yet they're not addressing it, but they like the benefits behind it because they like the attention. You see what I'm saying? So I think that's Boy, really what it was. They like know. the attention. So I yeah. don't never really dismiss those people okay. that's that, that I do feel like, yeah, they just be playing or they always hollering like, oh, well, you know, I'm depressed and this and this and that. I'm not yeah. saying that they're not because I, because yeah. again, it comes in all different shapes and forms and everything. I just feel like they just use it as a crush because they haven't truly dissected and really seek the proper help. Mm, I think that's, that's why. True. And I think and for us, we take it serious. So we like, come on now, stop playing. I need you to go and get this together. See somebody, mm. you know. But I think that's why we look at it as if they're playing because we take wow. ours so seriously and we're yes. seeking help. And they're just howling. Well, you know, I got, I'm depressed. You know, I got PTSD. So I get a pass. Yeah. But, you, but you don't. You don't get a pass. That You still don't get a pass. <laughs> but Ooh, I think that's why we, that. we look at it like that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why we look at it and we say, well, people are playing because they're not taking it seriously because they're just using it as a crutch. Mm, that yo, mm. oh my goodness, you said a mouthful there, right? Yeah, because I, I, I always feel there. like people when, when people play crazy, I'm like, 
there. Something is still wrong. There's something there, to, right? Right. Yeah. Something is not, and I'm not even going to say they all look like they're crazy. Or wrong. It just something is still not all the way right. You know, to mm. where they still need to see somebody because who wants to act sick all the time? Who wants to do certain things just to get attention? When you're doing all of that, okay, we need to find out what's the deep, what's the bigger issue, what's deep down, what's really really going on. Wow. So wow. when you're playing crazy, there is a, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a little bit of, yeah, there's, there's a little bit there. There's, there's some truth there. There's some, and I hate to use the term wrong. crazy, but I you know, know what I, I mean. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> something's not right. Like something is, there's still a, a, an imbalance somewhere because it's like, why do I want to say, woe is me all the time? Well, you know, oh I'm this and that and oh. That means well, they, <laughs> they know that they have an issue, but they're mm-hmm. still not taking ownership of it. Well, I'm not going to stand in names. There was someone that used to work at the old VZ Dub. They used to cry that they had some mental illness all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but mm-hmm. I ain't going to say the names on air. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Might ruffle, some, <laughs> might ruffle some feathers, but... <laughs> Listen, I, I'm <laughs> like, yo, just, just, just you know, and because it's not like I looked at it or looked down on anybody who had mental health uh-huh. back then. Now, of course, I remember it was a period I would say, well, just pray on it. Things God uh-huh. is going to take care of. It's going to be yeah. fine and everything like that. And don't worry, it's all going to be taken care of. But I realized and just with also with just becoming more mature in the word of God there's development, there's growth, there's mm-hmm. things you have to get through, there's things you have to birth through. There are mm-hmm. things that have been attached to you, things that you have been, that have, that is a stigma that has been put on you because of your society, because of your lifestyle, because of who you're living with. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that you have to kind of break through and you don't realize, man, I mean, you just don't realize how much gunk you pick up as you're living. And as yeah. you're going through life and you don't understand that you sometimes you think you, you, you'll say something and you'll be like, well, why am I saying that? You don't understand that was something that was ingrained from you while you were a child because you heard certain conversations or you seen certain things in your household. You may you may act a certain way. You'd be like, yo, why am I acting this way? And then you just don't understand the complexity of your mind and of what you're dealing with and just understanding that it's serious, man. It's really Mm -hmm. serious. And then when someone is depressed, it lets what it does. And and this is how I, how I started to understand more about it. They talked about how it shuts down your body. When you're depressed, your body shuts down. Mm -hmm. So the normal defenses that are there to stave off colds, any type Mm -hmm. of virus or sickness, the defenses are lowered. So your defensive ability in your body is lowered when you're depressed. So that's Mm -hmm. how you're more susceptible to to getting sick. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, yo, but you know, you don't realize that. You just think, oh, I just got a cold or germs, whatever. You don't understand because maybe you were depressed and maybe you were feeling bad yeah. or feeling low about something. And that's what made your defenses lower. And that's why you were more susceptible to catching something than you would have been if you would have been mindful of what is going on with you. And, and that's mental- 100% facts. That's yeah. facts right there. That's yeah. definitely facts. Real wow. talk. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's serious, man. And I, and I just, I, you know, one thing I've, yo, ever since I've met you, sis, you have never been ashamed of yourself. You have mm-hmm. always been somebody who have stand. Mm-hmm. You stand. She stand ten it's toes down. It took some time, though. It took some time. <laughs> yo, it's but I'm serious. So you always stand till ten toes down, and it's like, yo, I admire you because, yo, you don't care. You like, yo, I'm gonna speak about my truth, and you mm-hmm. speak about your truth proudly and with just the wisdom. And I'm like. Yo, I I loved it because I remember when you when I when I was gratefully I was so happy to be invited to the group. But yeah, <laughs> man, it was like I was like, yo, she is just so transparent, but she's real, and I loved it because it wasn't it, I I I never got that fake vibe. 
You know what I'm saying? I know some nah, people be like, you don't you get know, that fake. No, you don't get that no, fake at all. No, at all. Because you know, there's some people that are kind of, you know, just like how we said before, mm-hmm. the people, the people like, oh, you know, I'm dealing with this. Oh, this is the problem going on. But oh, lo and behold, and this, come on, man. Yo, <laughs> are you are you like that all the time? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, you have your up days, your down days. And when I saw this saying, when it says it's okay. Not to be okay. Be okay. Yeah. Ooh, I said yeah, that's that real. is powerful. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. It's okay to not because we always feel like we always have to be perfect. And yes. Have this certain energy. But it's okay. If I'm having a bad day, I'm just having a bad day. But one uh, um one thing that I do know is that like what we have to also understand it's okay to have certain feelings. It's, it's okay to feel how you feel. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're in a rut, it's okay to be in that rut. Just don't stay there. You know, That's like my, my favorite, she's an um, actress on, um, I think the show is off now, um, Blackish, Jennifer Lewis. I love her. I love her book. Um, and she, and I always share her quotes a lot too. And I'm, she says something about like, um, you know, it's, it's okay to feel, to fit, you know, to feel certain things, but just don't stay there. You know, it's, it's okay to go through it. Don't let weeks go by, you know, things like that. So, mm. and I think sometimes we get so consumed in, feeling a certain way that we lose track and we lose focus on what the bigger picture is. And that's what I mean. Like, like, like when you just say, like for me, I'm so transparent and this and that, that's only because it's like, I feel like I know I'm not the only one that's going through it. So if I can talk about it, it may make somebody else comfortable with talk about it. Cause at the end of the day, no, I didn't like the fact that I had to go through all that stuff, but at the end, but I always desire positivity i'm very optimistic about a lot of other stuff so it's like if you talk about it i feel like it just helps other people to be more comfortable and with sharing even if they don't share it with me they can still probably share it with somebody else that they're comfortable with sharing it with yeah so that's what's up wow that's awesome wow man let's what well, well i've got a question for both of you mm-hmm. and i know we discussed this previously um what do you think are the the interest, interesting factors that go on in dating someone that has a mental health issue. Mm. I won't say problem, mental health issue. Mm. Well, I know I'm very open with mine, so. Okay. <laughs> and I know, I know for me, and I, and I, but a lot of mine stems from my childhood, just from the child abuse, the sexual abuse, a lot of that stems from that. So, um, I have real bad anxiety and so every and I do have PTSD. So for me, I don't deal with a lot of yelling. So if I if you're too aggressive with me, I'm gonna shut down. Nine times out of ten, I'm a, I'm gonna you know fall back. So you have to be patient with me. And and I know it sounds <laughs> crazy. And and everybody, I know everybody isn't for me. It takes a certain type of man to deal with me. I do require a lot of reassurance. Not that I'm insecure or anything like that, but my brain is always going and always going. So the guy that I'm with now, he's okay with. He's like, "Babe, I get it. You know, you know, you you know, you've been went through stuff. I get it. It doesn't bother me if I have to do X, Y, and Z. It doesn't bother him to do certain things just to reassure that everything is okay. Because if not, he may have not done anything wrong. But my brain is just." always is on 10 it's always going so for me I do require a lot of reassurance and I don't like aggression you can't be aggressive with me because it's, it's not going to work I don't I don't like aggression um but yeah I do require a lot of reassurance because I've had commitment issues you know growing up trusting people and things like that so but the number one thing for me is reassurance so if I'm dating someone and it's like well if I have to question everything, that's a problem for me. And so I don't have to, like the relationship I'm in, I don't have to question a lot of things because everything is always laid out there in the forefront. But, but he knew that about me going in. So that thing, that's what makes it comfortable for me. Like I don't stress about the different things because he lays it out there in the forefront. So, but I know he has his issues as well. Now we're, we're very open about talking about certain things because, you know, he has certain things that he's done, he's been went through. So I know that it's certain things that he needs and he, he needs from me. So I think we just have to be, you have to be honest with yourself 
when it comes mm-hmm. to certain things. And don't look at it as a flaw. Like some people may look at my reinsurance needing that as a flaw, but mm-hmm. he looks at it as that's just how she is. Like that's just her personality. That's just her behavior. You know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. that's just a, something that she needs. So um it can be challenging, but I think it's really about a person you being with somebody that's mature enough to understand this mental health, mental illness, just understanding all of that as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. That's good. Sis. Uh yo, for me, with knowing what I know today, I understand it's about being patient. It's about mm-hmm. being transparent. It's about being open. One thing I know from the past, and I'll say this, if I would have known what I know today about mental health, I would have only been married once. Uh-huh. Because mm, I would have, first of all, dealt with my issues and been transparent about my issues and the insecurities that I had. See, I came to tables thinking like, okay, I'm over that situation. I'm not dealing Mm. with this situation. But when you really do self-inventory about yourself and really are true about Mm -hmm. what you're dealing with, it's scary because you are seeing the true grit and raw. And to realize that, yo, I've dealt with insecurity for 20 plus years. I've dealt with inadequacy for 20 plus years. I've dealt with the fact of feeling of like, I always had to show and I always had to prove something. You know, I always like, I got to always prove, always prove. It was always when in relationships, it was always that fear of she's going to be taken from me. Now I could be doing, doing well with the relationship, right? But it was always a fear is that somebody's going to come and take her from me. That was always a fear. So just like how, sis, you deal with anxiety, I dealt with that anxiety of always in a, and it would snap me into this reactive mode of like, mm-hmm. well, well, I don't care. You can, you can, I don't need you. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I did need you. What I was telling that woman was, I do need you. I want you, but I'm scared because I'm afraid somebody else is going to take you from me. So that's mm-hmm. why I say, if I understand or understood back then what I know today, yeah, I would I would have only been married once because first of all, I would have been able to sit down and have conversations with the females that I was with. I would have been able to pro- do the process of elimination, and that right one would have been selected that I would have gotten, and we would still be together to this day mm. because that. Because with those conversations would have been, I would have been transparent, would have been open. I would have told yeah. them where my miscues are, what is my hangups. Not sitting up there talking about, well, I don't like the fact that you're doing that. I don't know. It would have been like, yo, this is what I'm dealing with. Can you handle that? Is this something you could do? Can you reassure me? Can you show me that I'm the only man that's in your life and that does it for you? You know what I'm saying? Talk that we have those conversations, those honest conversations. See. Yeah. I don't think it's too little too late. I just think that now the things that I know, I just want to pass on to others and help them out, man. And this is uh, to share yeah, with that's them. The thing. Yeah. But that's if if for me for dating, bro, yeah, it would have been it would have been a one one and done, bro. It would have been one and done. But you know what? You say that you would have just been married once. I say that I probably would have at least been married by now. If I would have addressed it a long time ago, because I, like I said, I had real big commitment issues, Mm -hmm. um, trust issues. And Mm -hmm. honestly, when I think back at just my relationships in the past, my dating life in the past, I really didn't have a whole lot of, I guess, um, excuse me for what I'm about to say. When normally we say niggas ain't shit. I didn't have a lot of those. I didn't have a lot of those. <laughs> I, grew, I grew into that later on and as I got older and I've just been able to weed them out. But growing up, wow. I actually had some good dudes. That's I just good. was like, so that's why I say for me, like I didn't have that. Like, oh, I had a whole bunch of guys that just wasn't this and that. No, later on now as I'm older, you know, you get the ones that be playing games, but I probably would have been married by now had I would have addressed it a long time ago, addressed my mental wow. illness. I probably would have been married by now. I know I ran wow. some good ones away. Oh yeah, I had some issues. 
<laughs> I said what about you, Old Dub? <laughs> what about you, Old Dub? Well, I can I can say that you know I was a piece of work early on, and I know that the first woman who I fell in love with, um, I almost wrecked her life. Almost. Wow. And I, and I, and I say that with, I mean, we're friends now. I mean, uh-huh. like I, I think I've shared it on a, a previous episode, but oh boy, did I do a doozy. Almost did a doozy and, and could have been a lot worse than it turned out to be, but, um, I wish I would have knew. I think it took two years for me to figure out where the root cause of what was going on when I got into therapy. I wish I would have had those two years back. I'm happy mm-hmm. where I'm at. Love my wife. Love my family. Love everything that came after. But um, when you see, because I'm a good dude at heart. I think y'all. I think y'all can mm-hmm. get the. Yeah, you, know, you are. Yeah, um, and, definitely. When you see the the pain that you put someone else through oh based off goodness. of stuff that you you had no idea what was going on, and I'm and I'm glad it never got to the point where I was physical because I never put my hands on her. Um, but there are other things that you can do. Um, there are other things that you can show signs of. I never was aggressive. I never grabbed her, never shook her. I never restrained her. Um, but I still, and I never called her out her name. I, I have I have a thing about calling a woman out their name. That's just disrespectful. I don't talk to my mama like that. And I ain't going to talk to a woman that I date like that. But there were a lot of things that I won't, I won't go into because I don't want, I'm having, I don't want to have no bad memories. But there were certain things that because of my behavior, that I just did not understand. That was just it was mental. It was it was some it was some mental signs of mental illness and some irregular wow. irregularities and and I think like I said I thank God I got yeah. past past that because yeah. once I it was like um that little engine that could um trying to make it up that hill and once I got to that top and I realized it when that light bulb the light bulb went off. It was like, mm-hmm. damn, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and then not only was it saying that's me, that's why. Right. And then it's like, and uh, and uh, excuse my language, I was like, holy shit. And I was actually in the therapist's office. I was like, holy shit, doc. I said, we good. I might not need to see you anymore, but I'm gonna come back. <laughs> but um, but. But when he started, when I, I mean, I was opening up to him. I was about to go over time every session, running my mouth. Blah, 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 blah. But I felt like um, I had that BG song, um, Staying Live, playing. When I was walking out of his office, you can tell by the way I lose my walk. I'm a woman's man. I was, mo- <laughs> I was, I was feeling good. I was feeling good walking out of his office and. Right. But yeah, my my whole outlook on life changed, and then I became a friendlier person. Um, it took it took more years for me to get to where I am now, but um, I started smiling more, and it felt better. Um, mm. My my mom, um, you say you just um, you need to take life more seriously. I said, Mom, I take life very seriously. I handle my business, I pay my bills, um, but I don't take life as seriously to the point where I'm going to stress anymore um yeah i've had some issues but when i find myself going to that dark place i just have to reel myself in and now that i have a granddaughter that's the fun part i can think of baby shark and other things um (laughs) and if i really and i didn't answer this fully too now because i didn't want it to seem kind of awkward if i'm really really tense i chill out and go to the gun range I know that's mm. oh, I know no, that's I weird. Know, I know some no. guys that do that. I know guys no. that do that. Yeah. Like whatever, the, whatever helps. Like whatever helps. Yeah, you're not shooting right. anybody. Right. I go to yeah. I go to the gun range and I take oof, I take Nina. Nina's my nine. And um 
you know, I take Nina, I get two boxes of nine millimeter rounds. And I and it's funny you say that. I didn't even think about it, Kia. I inhale, I exhale, mm -hmm. and I I'm just breathing. and I light <laughs> and I and I light up and I get surgical with it. I be I have my 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 sharpie and I mark mm -hmm. on the on the target where I want to go and I just go to it. And that just mm -hmm. helps me. And yeah, I don't think has, about I anybody. I know a lot of guys. I know a lot of guys that does that does that to release stress. I mean, I mean, whatever you got to do to, you know, to focus, to, to get the focus back on you, that's nothing yeah. wrong with that because you have to make yourself a priority, make your self care a priority. Mm -hmm. So if that's you part what you have to out. do. Hey, there's nothing wrong. You're not out shooting anybody. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, know? you know, as you say that, and just real quick, because I know we got to wrap up, we, you know, and, and, and Kia and, I did not realize what I was dealing with as mm -hmm. far as with the anger situation. Because I remember back in the days, I used to love playing fighting games. Mm -hmm. So when <laughs> I had a bad, frustrating day, I would come home, put on a fighting game to the highest level, degree level, mm -hmm. and finish him. the computer right <laughs> with the computers behind. And I would be fussing, cussing, and everything. But once I was done, I felt good. good. It was like a yep. relief. You had to leave it. Yep. See, yes. you had to get it out. So there's nothing, yes, there's nothing I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but I didn't realize what it was. But today mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so that's what you were doing back mm -hmm. then. Yeah, my mm -hmm. ex used to play video games like that when he had a long stretch today. <laughs> He'll be in the chair. I let him be. He sit there for maybe an hour or two and then he's good. So, yeah, I mean, it's nothing. Like some people box. Some people, you know, box when they're stressed. So, mm -hmm. whatever you have to do, because depending on whatever it is, the issue is. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to release all that stress. There's no need to hold it in. Because when you mm -hmm. hold it in, Boy. it's going to be ugly. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. Somebody we might be binding a... you out. We trying to bail you out. <laughs> hey, while you said it, it was so fun. I had a conversation with one of my college friends. Um, matter of fact, it was yesterday. And we were talking about one of these. Um, it was a college party that we had back in circa 1995 i believe mm -hmm. and this college party turned into a fight this fight oh, made okay. cnn it was my fraternity it made okay. cnn because of the fight that went down where several campus police officers got beat up and oh, the, wow. the fire department police from three three police departments had to get called yeah it was a it was a major fight yeah um, yeah, interesting enough, but one of my fraternity brothers, I'm not going to name any names, he small in stature, but muscle bound. And he's very quiet. You would not mm -hmm. think to look at him. He's from the Bahamas. He don't look like he just looks very quiet and silent, man. He just walks a straight line. Pop out, mm. pop out, knocking people out. I'm like, damn, wow. damn. I'm like, let me get behind him and let me throw me some <laughs> secondary punches because, <laughs> hey, we're trying to get out of here. So it was, it was like, it was crazy. It that was a crazy night. It got sucker punched and yeah, it was crazy. But, you know. Next That's season, crazy. we we, we got to talk about our crazy party situation. Oh, oh yeah. Please, uh, I don't think I really had that's the thing. I don't necessarily think I had any crazy all, all of my crazy party situations was about me making sure I could survive. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but Kia, let me tell you something. Some yeah, that was some of ours. That was some of ours too. Right. Yeah, yeah. that was some of We're gonna definitely have to touch on that because when I think <laughs> about it, I'm like, whew. Kia, we were in a party. We were in a bathroom. A Mac 10 submachine gun started firing. We were in the bathroom. All of a sudden, we all had to climb out of a bathroom window the size of a like a McDonald's Happy Meal box. Oh, wow. I swear. And it was the most, it was hilarious. All dudes trying to climb out one window. And you just heard wow. something. I mean, and we got out of there. It was at the yeah. University of Georgia. I remember. It was at the University oh. of Georgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Off, it was off campus, of course. It was an see, off campus. See, situations like this, I would have had PTSD behind that. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that yeah. Good. I would definitely, I would definitely have PTSD behind all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just, I just know. Yeah, my growing up, whew, I tell my story sometimes with my kids, and they just be like, "Really, ma?" I try to be open and honest with them because I know I've been through some stuff. I'm just so thankful and blessed that. Whew, they haven't had to go through some of the things that I haven't been through. So, yeah. see, that's where I think Brian and Sydney think I had, you know, they think it's, oh, these are just wise tales. And yeah, I'm making stuff up. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I've, you know, I've tried to share a lot um, of my college experiences with Brian. Mm-hmm. And I used to take him on road trips. Um, and he pledged my fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, I got him, well, I didn't get him to pledge. He decided on his own. But I took him down to Florida State a lot. Um, and mm-hmm. he, he got a chance firsthand. I didn't coach anybody. He met some people like, yeah, man, this dude, yeah. I'm like, yep, told you. Mm-hmm. Told you. I told you. <laughs> Those just but weren't you know, this made up. Kids, when kids look at their parents, they don't look at their parents as going through stuff like that because they don't see you in their light. Yeah. You know, so – yeah, we all have a story. I mean, Ooh, boy, we have, oh but I, we all have a story. I try to be open and honest with mine, so just so that, that way they don't have to go through some of the stuff that I've been through, so that way they don't have to hide it. Right. Yeah, you, you got know. a story, kid. You need to write a book. I told you this I already. Know. Yeah, get on, get know. get the right, get the right, <laughs> right. You can be a, That's it. You can have some number one see, bestsellers. Look, if you can see my iPad, who I got so many notes and journal. I journal yeah. a lot now on my iPad. Man, I turned have that so much stuff. <laughs> turned that into some money. Right. Yeah. There you go. And you got it's, the boss. It might come. It might you come, You got the though. boss. The boss right there. She going to yeah. lay it all down she for can, you. Yeah, you know. she probably can coach me through it, too. Huh? Oh, all the way. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. So you got some young girl that needs to hear that because they've gone better, through the same thing. You better yeah. talk about it. Yeah. That's so, why we are so grateful you are here. Yeah, yeah. Are those women, those young women that are out there that are listening to this, that are like, yo, I can identify with her yeah. story. Yo, she's talking to me. Yes, that's right. Our sister's talking to you. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. the, I think the biggest thing what people have to realize is that you can't be ashamed of what you did or no. what you've been through. And I think for yeah. me, I did at one point. So now that I'm so open and transparent, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm like, yeah, I did this. Right. Yeah, I've been through this. You know, a lot of things were my fault. So it's like, why would I be ashamed to talk about it? You know, I'm not ashamed of it. So I think once you get past that, that feeling of being feeling ashamed, it's easy to talk about it. Can't be ashamed. Can't be ashamed. Life, Uh life is full of moments that you make a decision and Mm -hmm. you're going to make good decisions. You're going to make bad decisions. decisions. Hell, I ran across the campus of Florida State University, butt booty naked. Oh, Lord. Why, why did I know he was, <laughs> why, did I, why, why did I know he was going to say that, kid? Butt <laughs> booty naked. That was a dumb, bad decision. Bad. I knew that was coming. I knew that bad. was coming. Bad decision. Oh, my goodness. Can't Lord. take it back. But hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, my goodness. Listen. For the culture. <laughs> I can't oh, with you. It I was can't. breezy. It was breezy. I, can't. <laughs> oh, I can bet it was breezy. Oh, my goodness. Listen, you know what? thank you, everybody. We just want to thank all oh, yeah. of our fans, all oh, of yes. the countries that are listening to us. Oh, mwah, listen, mwah, we mwah, miss you. Mwah. We love you. Hugs mm-hmm. to yes. you. Please come back. We will be back season three. Don't oh, yeah. even miss us, but we will be back. We wish yes, you back. all the best. Um, yes. We'll be kicking it back off in um, July. So, yes. yeah. So, yeah. So, just listen out. Of course, we'll have a lot of promotion and everything out there, but we just want to thank you all for rocking with us, rocking with us for this second. Oh, season. yes. Thank you so much. Of course, got to give a shout out to the G6 Summit. That's what, hey, if you miss uh, if you miss our voices, our voices will be over there on the G six summit. So please G6. look at the G six summit. Check us out on <laughs> oh, Facebook. Yeah. Check us out yes. on IG. Oh yeah, and we, we haven't church over, going we nowhere. Spotify. That's right. We're not going nowhere. So check us out there. You'll hear us over there for right now until, of course, the OK podcast come back. But again, we appreciate you. We thank you and shout out to the G six crew, which is 
the gospel truth, no BS, our boy, our period major, and Antonio, and the boss, the yeah. boss, the, the boss. boss. Yeah. So for a reason, yeah, she the boss for a reason. Yes, she is. But yeah, shout out, man, and just of course come back, rock with us for season three for people that you know. Bring them with you, man. Tell them about it. Tell a friend and just yo tell people. Come on, check us out. We got more great things coming for you in season three. We look look forward to it. So, oh, this is going to be such bittersweet. But I know last time you're going to hear the old dub words of wisdom. Just for this now, just for this time, he'll be back. He'll be back with his <laughs> words of wisdom. So, old dub, get your words. All right, of before this b- before I kick this off with our last. Yes, I'm not gonna do another freestyle because that was an ultimate failure. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm, I'm not getting. I'm not getting a record deal. I don't think I'm gonna get a call from any record labels. But um, Puppy I do want to come on. No, I was like, no, it's like, no, I won't even get it. Mm-mm. I don't even think Trust Us Records are gonna call us. Wow. I'm gonna trust us from from what's that? Um, CB4. Yeah, from CB4. <laughs> Oh, you went all the way back. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> but um, season three is going to bring some new and exciting things. So I can't stress to our listeners that stay tuned. We are really going to give the people what they want, but we're going to bring it harder than ever. So I just just stay stay tuned and be on the lookout and like. K Boogie said, coming to you better than ever with the dynamic three, uh-huh. Kia, K Boogie, and O Dub coming back yes. to you in July. Yes, indeed. Yes, so indeed. just we'll stay on the look big up. announcement till then. Yes. <laughs> yes, some good stuff. No, some I great can't wait. stuff. I can't wait. I'm I'm excited. And it's only May 12th. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta, mm-hmm. gotta wait, gotta wait, gotta wait. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna tell them yet. We ain't gonna tell yeah. them yet. We'll tell them. Yeah, yet. most definitely. Yes, sir. So the appropriate um, words of wisdom. I kind of decided to ask a question. Are you okay? And that goes out to our listeners. But then couple that with a statement. You do not have to struggle in silence. Be unsilent. You can live with your mental health condition as long as you open up to someone about it. So are you okay? You don't have to struggle in silence. You can live with your mental health condition as long as you open up to someone about it. So I just want to leave you with that. Open up with someone. Call a friend. Call your homie, call your homegirl, call your priest, talk to someone. I cannot tell you, I've had so many unsolicited prayers from strangers within this last week. Uh So you never know when a blessing could come from. And that's not lip service. This is real talk. Uh I had a woman at a restaurant rub my hand today. Today. She saw I was in pain. And she said, you know who the ultimate healer is. And I'm like, yeah. And she was speaking in English, but she was a heavy Spanish dialect. And I'm like, yeah, sister, I got you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Wow. But wow. speaking to people, even the ones that may not be familiar to you may help let take a load off of you. Yeah. So just yeah. open up to someone about it. Now, I know with mental illness, you may not want to open up to a stranger. But don't keep it all bottled inside or else you might be like me having road rage on Georgia 400 in Atlanta. <laughs> so, so we don't want that for you. So, Whew, great episode. Oh, it was. Great it episode. Was. It was. Thank you, sis. Thank you. You're welcome. You're we welcome. Thank y'all. Yeah, that thank was it. Hey, thank you for making us, not making us, but bringing it to the forefront of our minds. Yeah. That's that right. We always got to remember when it comes to people, we just got to be intentional. Just be intentional. Yes. Be intentional. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that's wow. Right. Well, <sighs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, hey, season <laughs> two. <laughs> hey, season two no, is don't. in the books. Yeah, we don't want to leave you, but 
we do want to thank y'all for being with us through season one. Thank y'all for being through season two, making it do what it do in 2022. And guess what? We're going to make it be all that it be because we're coming back for season three. It's coming back in July, so stay tuned, stay blessed, and stay safe. And y'all like I said, blessed. <laughs> and that came out. <laughs> I wasn't going to leave it alone. Hey, hey, that was that bleest. That was that little accent. Oh, that's that bleest. But nah, I just wanted, <laughs> I was trying to say two words at once, but hey, things happen. We're all human and we're all here for it. So from Kia, K-Bug, and O'Dug, I'd like to say peace. Stay blessed.